Welcome back to Probably About Politics. For the second time now, Kaylee and I are back. Our computer just crashed, so we're re-recording. It's fun. It's going to be good. Now we had a... This is the first time we're recording an episode after practicing the entire thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, we got new energy. Look, we, old mistakes won't be made again. Yeah. So this episode, we're talking about the uk election and we're going to learn from our last dry run and we're going to talk about brexit a lot less yeah that's true <laughs> i think we we did get sucked uh, in yeah which is date okay no we're not talking about brexit <laughs> okay this episode we've got the election in the united kingdom that has been a long time short time coming <laughs> we've been waiting for this uh, and after we talk about the uk we're going to talk a little bit about finland they got some fun stuff, some weird stuff happening. And then we're going to give you, you know, the lowdown on science and the lowdown on Antonio Gutierrez. And so, Kayla, without further ado, the election in the United Kingdom. Why are they having an election? Didn't they just have an election two and a half years ago? Didn't we just record this 20 minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're talking uh, about this. We just talked about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we, this is... Uh, yes, it's very ironic. This is the episode we have to re-record since it's also the episode that I feel like we both were like, oh, do we have to do this? I guess we have to do this. <laughs> it's just it's art imitating life here. It's just like, do we have to talk about Brexit again? Good God, do we have to talk about Brexit again? Um, yeah, The so it is a strange election. They weren't supposed to be going to the polls until 2022. Um, but, uh, the prime minister that is not the prime minister anymore, Theresa May, who was prime minister the mm. last time we talked about this. Um, yeah, and then Boris Johnson snuck in yeah. and it took four months for everybody to realize they're like, wait, what the hell? We got to have an election for that. You can't just be prime minister. It's, it, he didn't even, he was like, okay, I guess. He didn't even sneak in. He was like, I want an election. Give me an election. And everybody was like, we don't want to give you an election. Um, and then he, uh, he, he, he managed to squeak it in there. Um, and that's why they're ah. having it in December. Um, and we are covering it because there's not a lot of elections in December. <laughs> We're going to talk about why it's weird to have an election in December. You may notice, though, that obviously it's weird to have an election in December because you've never heard of an election in December. <laughs> Hasn't happened in over a hundred years in the United Kingdom yeah. since before World War One. Wild. Okay. But so Boris Johnson is now the prime minister. We talked about Boris Johnson quite a bit on the last recording of this, um, <laughs> talking about how this guy has for the majority of his life everybody around him has come out and they've always been like boris just wants to do the job or have the job boris doesn't really want to do the job yeah boris just wants to be president of all the clubs he wants to be prime minister he doesn't really have a plan the plan that's not a plan has shown itself in brexit we're giving a quick rundown because we've already talked about it and you guys know this you've heard all the news you know about northern ireland you know about the border issue. You know about how Boris Johnson has not really proposed a way to get around that other than saying that there's a border that's not a border, that's an electronic border that won't impact trade, but somehow it's obviously going to impact trade. So let's just get straight in to the issues, mm -hmm. Kaylee. Yes, let's not get lost. Uh, like the British public has been sort of you know stuck on Brexit for, for three years. It's been... They've been led astray. Yeah. And there's a lot of other things. Because, yes, there are a lot of other things. Last time there was a the last time there was a British election that we paid attention to. Nigel Farage was there. Mm -hmm. 
Nigel Farage is not the the Brexit party. Nobody gives a crap about the Brexit party anymore. Nobody yeah. cares about UKIP anymore. Now we got we we got we got the big three. Mm-hmm. We got Scottish National Party. They're gonna get a lot of seats, but they're not really. They're like kind of like the Bloc Québécois in Canada, mm-hmm. but well, not really, but kind of and <laughs> similar in that. You don't really talk about them in I like on a, like a national scale, even though they end up getting a lot of seats. So you talk about the NDP more than the Bloc, mm-hmm. yes. Unless unless you are in Quebec. Um, so quick rundown of the three parties, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. We got the Conservatives led by led by Bobo here, <laughs> and then give us a quick rundown of our other two parties. Yeah. So then we got the we've got the Labour Party. They're the sort of the big opposition, um, and then uh, they're definitely they're left-leaning uh uh, socialists if you uh if you're listening to the news media uh definitely dominating the the narrative as the opposition the major contenders there um you seem to be gone oh no oh no kaylee's frozen i have a strong suspicion that her computer has once again crashed and that this is all we're going to get. Boris Johnson being quite upset at my use of a new nickname for him, Bobo. (laughs) Catch us in the end of December for a end of year wrap up. Thanks for listening to probably no politics. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Kaylee's back. Her computer didn't crash. It just, we just lost each other. We both thought, God, this episode is so drawn out and poorly planned. It's just Brexit. It's just so perfect. I think everything is telling us that we shouldn't do this. (laughs) Brexit's cursed and it's, it's, it's meant to lead you. It'll lead anybody into a a situation that never ends. All right. Listen, guys. There's going to be a conservative majority, most likely. It, well, leading up to the election, that's what it looked like. Right now, websites are saying it's too close to call. Who knows? The real things that we want to talk about are not the platforms. We have the NHS being underfunded for years and years by the conservatives. Labor wants to put money back into that by raising taxes and spending all this money. But people are like, oh, they're going to ruin the economy. All the normal arguments. But then they're like, oh, Boris Johnson and the conservatives are going to ruin the economy by pulling us out of Brexit or out of the European Union with no deal. And they're like, oh, but that's the only way to do it. We're going to get Brexit done. And he bulldozes the wall. And that's just (laughs) the whole thing. Essentially, the Lib Dems are like, we can stop Brexit. But who, but how? How can you possibly stop Brexit? Nobody knows. There's 50% of people who wanted Brexit. We can't just say no. So all we have to, never mind. Never mind. We can't talk about this anymore. (laughs) We've talked about it so much. (laughs) <laughs> Kaylee, why, why do you not hold a part? Why do you not hold an election in December? Is it because internet connectivity is terrible in December? I don't know. I can well, see that being the reason yeah. why. It seems to be true. <laughs> well, why you know. would you not? 
Jeremy Corbyn is promising to nationalize uh, internet so or broadband, so maybe that would improve it. But yeah, you don't host an election in December. Um, you, the reason you haven't heard very many elections in the <laughs> northern all, you hemisphere. You don't host an election at all. You uh, don't yeah, have yeah. There's gonna be no votes hosted by us. I've got um, no one to vote for. <laughs> no, and, and we have clearly not got the organizational capabilities to to get it done. So look, we you don't host in the northern hemisphere there's a couple reasons that come to mind it is cold Mm. it is dark um the weather forecast for tomorrow is not great yes well it is the uk anyway (laughs) yes and yeah yeah it's like everybody is you know maybe you're a little sad uh because it is always dark outside Uh, Mm um maybe you're used to that again it is the uk um but it's also the holiday season people are traveling um people are going to see their families their holiday shopping they've got a lot of things on their minds that they don't want to be thinking about politics maybe they uh, are going to go see their in-laws and they don't really want to have to talk about whether or not they're voting for boris johnson yes um, also i know i made this joke last time but boris johnson has to make time to go visit his innumerable children <laughs> <laughs> yes i think this should come up that he will not tell anybody how many kids he has there is a public record that he has four uh but he won't say that is this why he's defunding the NHS so much? There's poor health records keeping so that nobody can figure out that he has 35 kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an innumerable amount of children. Um, but anyway, if that's an election issue that matters to you, important to know that we don't have an official statement about the number of children that Boris Johnson has from Boris Johnson. Yeah. Anyway, which is a weird, uh, a weird thing. But, you know, if any... <laughs> <laughs> if any of oh, his children man. aren't uh are going home for the holidays and they don't want to talk about how they're not voting for him this election is very inconvenient um mm. but yeah if you're if you're a student it might be exam time i don't know if it's exam time in the uk but that would be a problem here um true it seems like it's always exam time in the uk yeah i i don't know maybe if uh, we have a listener <laughs> and they want to tell us when exam time is yeah we have uk listeners or people who did uni in the yeah. uk so they and know. according to spotify wrapped we do have uk listeners uh, yes hey spotify wrapped told us we have listeners in like 15 countries yeah not sure that's what like 15, almost 10 percent of the world <laughs> um yeah i wonder if they're they must be countries we've covered that's got to be it but it's yeah. a this is a tangent the point is <laughs> There are these like very like obvious reasons that come to mind, but there have been a lot of more subtle nuances to why it might be a bad idea to host. Well, they're not really subtle. Uh, When I've thought about them, they're actually pretty apparent. The weather is a lot worse. So if you're Mm -hmm. not an able-bodied person, it's a lot harder to get out to vote or to Mm -hmm. get out to the rallies. Um, One person pointed out like you could in the fall, you can host an outdoor rally in the winter. You and then oh, also all the like community centers where like polling mm-hmm. stations would be or these events would be are booked up for holiday events. So you might not mm. have the most convenient locations you can host them in that just like sort of occur because people don't usually vote in December. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, and it gets more nuanced than that into uh, issues of gender uh, because it's darker a lot earlier. And I think uh, there's been a lot of reports in the UK about um, about female and male and and uh, politicians experiencing and candidates 
experiencing uh, a lot of harassment um, for their stances on issues, for their gender, mm-hmm. for their race, um, to the point where the police have issued sort of practices uh, for canvassing and for running as a candidate for your safety. Um, and and uh, yeah, there was like a there's a whole story in the New York Times. I'll put it in the the uh, uh, the newsletter that we have that you should subscribe to if you're not subscribed um, because it, it is a but it's a long piece about how many instances of, of violence that have, have occurred and so when you know that there is this tension that exists in this election over this very heated and divisive issue um, you can imagine it might be uncomfortable for at least about 50 percent of the population to be walking to an unfamiliar part of town potentially unfamiliar uh to go to a polling station uh anywhere after work until 10 p.m so Mm -hmm. potentially narrowing the voting time um for a lot of people but yeah these we've covered a few reasons um i'm sure that even just like in thinking of it we could both come up with about a dozen other reasons why it is harder to vote in december yes let it suffice to say you never see elections in December because in the Northern Hemisphere because it's stupid to have an election in December. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the only reason why a lot of people didn't want to have an election in December here uh, in the UK. But listen, a lot of people in the UK didn't want to have an election at all. Mm-hmm. A lot of voters are unhappy with their choices for candidates right now. They are voting for people not based on who they want to vote for, but against other people. There's a lot of tactical voting because there's so many super close ridings. Uh, that's why the election is now too close to call. Doesn't yeah. that always happen, though, right before the election? Too close to Hey, wait, isn't it the media that chooses whether or not it's too close to call? <laughs> and maybe they have some... What? Oh, wow. Maybe people click on more articles when it's too close to call. I don't know. It seems as though there's some... some uh, confounding factors with the media saying it's too close to call all of a sudden <laughs> in, in a interesting twist you have found not the same controversial stance to take but a different <laughs> controversial stance to take than in our earlier recording but um look <laughs> i see your point um i think that it might in this instance, fresh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> In this in this instance, I, I maybe maybe yeah maybe it's the media. I think also it is that it it genuinely might be close that polling has only been able to take in certain factors. A lot of people have registered to vote for this election that maybe weren't previously mm-hmm. being counted. Um, it's it's yeah as you said, tactical vote, voting is very much something that every sort of party left of the conservatives is ad- advocating for. Like uh, not party, but a lot of uh, people sort of supporters or people who are rallying voters. Um, so a lot of races are tight, and they were really tight in twenty seventeen. Like factually, they were really tight, hundred voters or the five percent margin. Um, and the decision is 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 not always clear for voters. I think in a lot of these ridings because we the the labor party is has a wishy stance on brexit mm. that's unclear the conservatives yes. have a very hard line stance on brexit that is get clear. brexit done <laughs> and then the and the lib dems have the opposite of that where we will not brexit their and, slogan is stop <laughs> brexit for a brighter future yeah so uh that's yeah actually their slogan I'm yeah not yeah. Why the labor slogan is like together for the people. 
not oh no it's for the many not for the few i think is the actual slogan and you also i think it's uh it's an election um that will feel familiar to canadians like we were we talked about the snp the scottish national party um Mm -hmm. like the bloc quebecois if they do really well in scotland which they're opposed to do um if it's a tight uh if it's a tight win for boris um there they could pretend they could work with labor closely to give labor uh, a chance at government um there's there's a lot of sort of combinations of government that could occur and so it, it's hard to know in a parliamentary system with a lot of parties i i think we saw it in canada and we're seeing it in the uk and if you felt tense about uh you know what was it two two months of campaigning in canada oh, yeah. let's let's imagine what, what effectively three years of campaigning has been like in the uk yeah <laughs> Three years of campaigning where the conservative uh, government was just constantly shut down over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Uh, yeah. And now leading the polls. Well, yeah. too close to call. But that's yeah. the media saying that. So who who could who you knows? really trust? Yeah. Them okay. or me? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we the media, Alex, in some ways? I mean, we don't have a lot of poll, but have you considered your position in all this? Oh, wait. Am I taking... <laughs> am I the media making controversy for no re- for no reason? I don't know. I don't know. No. Look, I'm no, not No, you can trust us. <laughs> you can trust us. Oh, man. I sound like the guy that can't be trusted here. <laughs> anyway, listen. This election... Oh, God. It seems like we've been talking about this for, like, hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. And anyway, it's... if you're kind of confused about Brexit... Check out our Brexit episode from 2015 and our Brexit revisited from the summer and now UK election Brexit yeah. edition. And look, if uh, if the Conservatives manage to win this and they try and go for their super fast, super hard Brexit, we will mm-hmm. inevitably be talking about this again. No, we won't. This is our last ever episode on Brexit. Okay, you say this, but I do not believe you. Whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Also, Kaylee, do you want to try and say the Welsh party name? No, I don't want to try. Look, you you didn't say it earlier, and I also don't want Welsh nationalists to come after me. Well, guess um, what, Kaylee? Your computer crashed, and I had time to look it up. It's Plaid Cymru. There you go. <laughs> okay, look at that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I will learn. If, if we get a, a fan uh, who is a Welsh nationalist to write into us, um, I will also learn how to say that. On to Finland. Kaylee, yes. what's going on in Finland? <laughs> Finland, uh, it is. It's not exiting from anything. I, I don't think. Um, so that's okay. exciting. Uh, is it Finland is, in the European Union? It is in the European Union. They are presidents of the European Union. Um, that is actually the biggest controversy in all this is that they've had a leadership shakeup, <laughs> and it's slightly <laughs> impeding. <laughs> it's slightly impeding their effectiveness as uh, as presidents of the European of of of. Uh, the the presidents of the european union for the year and until the end of the year so they've got to get a new budget through they're trying to try and hammer out some important issues and they've had to have this leadership change the leadership change we should talk about that (laughs) um there was some there was there was some what what do you want to say about it well there was a lot of protests um going on there was a strike um Mm -hmm. for the postal service probably the nationalized postal service i'm sure um and uh the it sort of bled into i think the airlines maybe i can't remember somewhere another uh union joined that strike 
Um, it mm-hmm. was getting a bit out of hand. People in Finland were frustrated. So the leader that had gotten elected just this year actually stepped, uh, lost the confidence and had to step down. And it this resulted in um, in the youngest uh, uh, youngest prime minister in the world uh, being uh, elected to the leadership of her coalition. How old is this person? She is thirty five, I think, or almost thirty five. She was thirty four. She might be almost thirty five. I think she is thirty four, <laughs> but oh, is she a four year old? Well, I'm four, but I'm I almost think five. She she's thirty four. She's thirty four. I've, I've confirmed she's thirty four. Did you not read the article that you sent me and talked to me about all week? <laughs> I didn't I think read the it. Headline. I think the headline is that the that she's thirty four. Yeah, and the it makes sense because the Ukrainian prime minister was the youngest one, but he's thirty five, and so she must mm. be you know younger than that. You're right. I should have known. I apologize. The headline is female minister thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I can't know everything, uh, but yes, prime minister uh, Sana Marin. I think that's how you say her name. Um, and she was previously the Minister of Transportation. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's somewhat remarkable. It's like, it's, it's remarkable globally that she's the leader. She's, and she's 34 and a woman, but it is, uh, notably something that she is not marking as being remarkable in, in Finland. She's, she's pushing against back it's that and finland like has had the women vote is sort of like new zealand one of our other favorite countries to talk about i'm adding mm-hmm. finland to the ranks of favorite countries to talk about i guess um, oh, okay why not i don't think we ever talked about finland before well we're starting now new year oh, okay. new us it, well, um, it's not okay it next be. year yeah yeah we new year new us next year um anyway but she she's also got a whole like a whole coalition her whole coalition is led by women all of whom are mm-hmm. under are, th- are under 35 except for one one woman who is is 55 but everyone else is is under 35 and and that's you know uh i think one two three four five women total uh, including the prime minister so it's kind of it's neat. Um, I think the notable bit about it is uh, is if in terms of um, Finland, I think it's more notable because they it's very young. Like it it's interesting that it's women, but for Finland that's not super uncommon. They have a very close to fifty fifty ratio of women getting elected most of the time. But mm-hmm. this is like a very like this is the younger generation getting uh, getting power, and that's not something that. Um, like, while I'm not saying that you see women 50, 50 parity in, in, in leadership and, and, and politics globally, yeah. you're, you're certainly much less seeing very young governments, um, coming into power like this as well, which is also, I think, sort of an important indicator of how they will govern themselves. Mm-hmm. Notably, she is only the youngest as long as, uh, our friend Sebastian Kurtz of Austria, not our friend, uh, can, uh. Uh, can form a coalition government because he's 33 I remember that guy yeah we did we did Austria didn't we yeah we did like a few months ago not that long ago a few months ago really like it was in the summer I'm pretty sure oh wow okay time time flies when you're dealing with Brexit no things are moving quick well interesting about Finland but we got to go international Kaylee oh yeah what's up with our guy Antonio Gutierrez where in the world is Antonio Gutierrez yes 
well, I'm not sure, like, ATM at the moment. I don't know. Um, I don't think he has a GoPro on him. Uh, uh, but he was at the COP25, mm-hmm. which is currently taking place in Madrid. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. The, we're, it is December. Things are a bit slow. Uh, but he did say that he he's, he's demanding that we do better globally. We that countries commit to priorities that are, are serious. He's talking about how you can't just do incremental change. It has to be transformational change in regards to climate mm-hmm. change at, at, at the COP, which uh, also uh, Greta Thunberg was at, and she uh, just got named Times Person of the Year today. Um, yes, I saw that. Yeah, and so I think this is like very indicative. Like What he's doing today is like indicative of what this year was. It's very, very much getting you know, we have to do real, take real action. Um, a big part of his push was on, um, governments like letting the private sector do, uh, uh, he's, he said that he saw lots of business leaders who are complaining that the government is sort of limiting the amount they can do. Um, and he's calling for governments to go full out to support, uh, any efforts to, uh, combat climate change uh, and and make sure that the business sector is involved in that, which is interesting. Um, and then on the other end, he had he, the India, I guess, a country we also covered this year, um, has passed a law or is is in the process of passing a citizenship law uh, that would let non-Muslim refugees from Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Afghanistan. Uh, claiming religious persecution grounds uh, become citizens of India. And it's meant to quicken that process. Um, And many people are sort of saying that that is probably quite discriminatory um, and that the UN should probably condemn that. Um, But Gutierrez has said that while he agrees that all laws should be non-discriminatory, while it is still in the legislative process, they don't want to comment on on their position on it. Uh, which I think speaks to sort of, so you sort of have the UN taking this like strong stance of shaming uh, countries with climate change and saying we, mm-hmm. you have to commit to things, but then seeing the other end of the line that they have to walk of, we can't get too involved or else, you know, we'll get our hands up. We won't be able to do some of these other things that we want to do. Um, and, and that balance that he's sort of always hanging on. Which is, I think, kind of a lot of people's main criticism of, yeah. The United Nations. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it is, uh, I think it's a valid criticism, but I think also he, it's about, it's also about being a credible voice. Um, mm-hmm. If he, it, and as long as he can maintain credibility, I think he, he can be quite effective. Um, and I can understand why that is a challenging role to, to take on, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, what about you? What's the space news? Space news. Where's the space, space news? news? Space news. Space news today is in the ground nice is it kaylee what i've asked for uh no it's not damn it it's not what you asked for (laughs) what okay kaylee when you think of dirt okay Mm -hmm. no let's open this a different way if you think of where on earth has the most biodiversity Mm -hmm. okay if you were gonna guess Mm -hmm. where would you say we I just did trivia last night and now I'm making <laughs> trivia questions for you with no with no warning and you have to give the answer. Okay. Um I look this is uh my guess 
He's going to be yeah. the, the Amazon. Yes, that is your guess. Of course it is. <laughs> That's what a lot of people would think. Oh, this but, feels pretty condescending now. No, 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 no. That's a great <laughs> guess. And that's exactly why the science that I'm going to talk about is important. Okay. Because everybody's like, oh, there's a bunch of species in the rainforest and everybody loves the rainforest and everything. But today we're talking about, and Danny, I'm sorry that you're listening to this. We're talking about <laughs> worms. <laughs> we're talking about, okay, this... I, you know that I did like earthworm research in the past. <laughs> I do, as yes, well, yeah. Right? <laughs> wow, this is so funny in the context of your relationship. <laughs> uh, and the thing, okay, Danny hates worms so much, but this is uh, there's a new article in Science at the end of October that I've been like trying to share with everybody since it came out, and everybody's just like, I literally do not care about this at all. Kaylee, you're holding your finger in the air like you want to say something. What do you want to say? <laughs> is there is the is the science is it it's a journal or is it just yes. like the whole science? Like it's just the journal is just called Science or the the like, journal is called Science. Okay, it's not just like a place where all of science occurs. It's, no. it seems okay. like just a non-specific so, name. Yeah, it is a non-specific name because it's like it's basically like the most prestigious journal. Okay. In the world, Science yeah. is by like. Science and nature are like the two like most prestigious journals with like and science just, being yeah. science being the American one. Okay. It's like, ah, call it, you know, everything. Yeah. So these people, there was like hundreds of scientists get together, mm-hmm. right? To look at how many worms there are in the <laughs> world. <laughs> Wait, what? And, They're like just counting or like yeah. is there, there's an no, no, estimation yeah, 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 yeah. or... The, yeah, so they're like, where, what is, what is like the biodiversity of worms everywhere? And, mm-hmm. you know, how is it changing? Because mm-hmm. we know a lot about like animals that you can see really, right? But yeah. there's a ton of worms all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really know where they are, how many there are, or like what their diversity is places. And it's really interesting because it totally flies in the face of what you'd think in that the tropics would have so many worms, right? <laughs> so many different it's, types it's, of worms. It's very wet there. Uh, yeah, and so how how wet it is is an interesting point. So there's actually the lowest um, amount of worms mm-hmm. in the tropics, and there's the most worms in fan favorite of the show, New Zealand. Huh. Is that New Zealand, because of Australia, the... and like Northern Europe actually have up to like 150 worms per cubic meter of dirt, whereas the tropics only has like five. Is that be- is it because like in the I, in my mind, everything okay. is wet in the tropics, but the okay. only wet is underground in I don't know. Well, maybe not, but a lot of the wet is underground in Northern Europe. I'd assume. Oh, interesting. Duh. So they didn't really talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a new line of inquiry. Yeah. So they talk about like how much how much the effects of um, temperature and like how much it rains and stuff mm-hmm. matters and so temperature and how much it rains is mm-hmm. what really determines uh the abundance of worms mm-hmm. whereas the actual type of soil that you think like okay this type of like you're like oh this type of like bear lives here because of this type of like forest or whatever yeah worms totally not that way weird they live in all types of soil okay pretty much equally sure uh, okay 
So anyway, why are they in these other places then more than because because and the interesting thing is is that climate change mm-hmm. and the way that it's going to impact worms is totally different than we'd think climate change is going to impact uh, other animals, right? Because the amount that it rains mm-hmm. impacts how many worms there are in the ground so much because like they come out and die afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And the temperature doesn't actually matter that much because the temperature in the ground is like pretty constant everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's why there's like, it's just like a bunch of really weird counter counterintuitive stuff, but like there being more worms, not in the tropics and like the type of soil doesn't matter. Anyway, this research was done by like, uh, like 150 different, like in 150 different countries. And they dug 7,000 different holes and yeah. looked at how, how many worms there were in it. And this is how you get a paper in science with I like, guess... I don't know, hundreds of authors. I'm trying not to laugh at it because I feel like they would also like I'm laughing at their like it's like oh how silly go digging all these holes but I feel like they'd also hear what I'm doing they'd be like oh how silly you know like it's we're all doing kind of silly things to determine something that doesn't quite make sense well I guess but so worm worms are like super important though yeah I, I yeah I, I think it's probably super important but it's it's got to be awful goofy to be going out in your backyard and just digging hundreds of holes yes hopes of counting is. all the worms there it is goofy dirt from around the world though is super important yeah i guess and and the worms they're not gonna like migrate or anything they're staying in the same uh that wow <laughs> this is this is what great research does it opens up more questions than it answers how far does a worm travel <laughs> are there are there worm migratory is patterns it, yeah is there a great like because i is my brother was or no i don't know if it was my brother somebody was telling me that um trees and stuff are really rapidly moving uh because of the change in uh the weather which yeah. does not seem intuitive to me because tra- but i mean i ultimately i get it once you like remind me that seeds <laughs> uh travel by air and and, and other factors yeah. that makes sense but it like, is really funny where you're like how much migration happens you're like you know you know a type of a type of organism that migrates a lot these immovable objects <laughs> yeah so i yeah so it just leads me to this question like i don't really think that trees are moving but i'm sure the worms are you know similarly also potentially moving. yeah yeah wow we got to get in touch with these guys be like yeah. hey i think it's figure just, out where yeah. the worms are going new podcast uh what's up with the worms yeah what's up worms anyway that was a cool study mm-hmm. uh they don't in the actual like paper probably mm-hmm. it's in the supplemental but in the actual paper they don't like say how many worms they counted which is i don't know kind of goofy to me yeah but maybe it's embarrassing or like how do you yeah how did you decide maybe your sample size <laughs> how do you decide your sample size of like okay we've counted enough worms to know that this is where the most worms are yeah like we've we've finished our seven thousand holes mm. and and it's, it's good now it'd be interesting I, for you to time out this podcast to see if we've spent more time talking about worms than <laughs> brexit i think they may have done over a million worms. Wow. 1.3 million worms? That's a lot of worms. That's a disgusting yeah. number of worms. I don't even hate worms that much, and that seems gross to me. But Yeah. 
agreed do you think that um the reason that new zealand has so many worms is because they have uh such great volcano related soil uh i no because kaylee didn't you listen the, Sorry, the type right, of the soil, soil doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. okay never mind anyway this is just me trying to hint at like getting you to answer my other question but we'll talk about it outside of the podcast or i'll read science i guess and see if what was your other question well i wanted to know about volcanoes but that's uh oh separate that's outside of the podcast i thought it would be too sad to talk about oh yeah we can give it some time it is it is difficult to yes to answer your question though it is very difficult but possible to predict uh, volcanic activity and when they're going to erupt, but it's an inexact science and you have to have a lot of data about that volcano mm-hmm. specifically. And it like you, it's, you can be like, Oh, this guy's getting active. You know, mm-hmm. this is, wow, there's something maybe going to happen here. Yeah. But uh, the actual like, Oh, it's going to erupt uh, on this date at this time. Mm-hmm. It's not really, you know, I was going to talk about, you remember that, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but behind the scenes of the podcast, I've had to record like multiple times now. I was going to talk about that 2009 uh, earthquake in Italy where the oh. scientists uh, got put in jail for involuntary manslaughter because the Italian government was like, you put out false information about this earthquake. Yeah. Because they were like, you're scientists. Why didn't you predict that this earthquake was going to happen and murder like and kill like 400 people? And the scientists were like, we can't predict earthquakes like that. Mm-hmm. And it was this huge like scientific argument back and forth for like years about whether or not it was right to jail these guys. And obviously it wasn't. They were later like found not guilty and released from prison. Yeah. Do you remember this? Uh, I don't, but that does seem like, it seems wild to me. Like it's just, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it seems highly un- unknowable. Like, uh, yeah. but yeah, we, we don't even necessarily know when a snowstorm is going to happen or not. So Yes. Well, yeah. That will impact well, well, the ability. Yeah. <laughs> to... Is it is it voter tampering if uh, the meteorologists predict a snowstorm in the UK tomorrow, uh, but oh, it does not occur? Whoa! Wow. I don't know. And then, do we have to jail all the meteorologists in the UK? I don't know. Well, that's uh, something to think about. You can't trust somebody who makes it sound like they study space rocks when it's actually the weather (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think look i think you should forget what an oversell of that profession eh? (laughs) you know what this is like the second time this week i've been just like hating on meteorology is like not a cool thing even though i really think that like predicting the weather is really awesome it's very anyway shout out to all our meteorologist listeners out there thanks for listening to probably about politics <laughs> find us on pretty much all podcast platforms tweet at us at, at prob politics on twitter on instagram at prob politics email us at prob at probably about politics at gmail.com check out our website prob slash podcast uh send us a voice message on anchor if you want we can hear you we can play you on the pod if you have a question to ask well we got like a few hundred piled up there but we're just waiting to release them all at once (laughs) oh and we're Uh, doing a we're doing a new year's episode um yeah so submit what you want to hear about that we've heard some uh from some of our listeners what they want um but, but if you want one hour about science and worms or not about worms but other cool science uh we might do a special episode (laughs) 
or if perhaps you want like a recap of previous elections or what we didn't cover or what we're going to cover or worms um or an hour about black holes and how they interact with what a, what a worm would be like in a black mm-hmm. hole yeah, Kaylee will talk about yeah. that if she wants uh, like otherwise it's just gonna be uh at least an hour-long podcast of alex saying kaylee what things in science have you been wondering about and me asking him so it's important to submit feedback it's important to vote or else you get uh boris johnson as your uh, prime minister you know hey they didn't vote for him hey thanks <laughs> for listening kinda... <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to probably about politics Uh, See you probably right before 2020 and then in 2020 and beyond.